I don't call nine one one. Hey Roaches, I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, and record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to another action-packed edition of Thrifty. Second-hand shopping for worm people. And this week on the show, big things happening. Big things planned. We're going to be talking about some 90s entertainment. Of the sports variety. And welcoming back to the show, Brick Body Shane Becker is back on the Thrifty Couch after a, a pretty long absence. A month. It's weird. I always forget how you put on like your intro voice in the beginning. Yeah. And it always makes me feel like I'm not living in like a real world. Right, yeah. Because how I like this cadence is probably... This is how we open Thrifty, the podcast... For music listeners. So, this cadence I use. Yeah, that's your voice. I wouldn't say it's a traditional cadence. It's your voice. But it's me just like just a little bit louder. Yeah. A little bit more projecting. to the point. Projecting. Stuff like that. So, we got a, a bunch on the docket today. Uh, I know that uh, uh, Shane today came over to uh, uh, the, the Brick Body Shop. We've been uh, clean, cleaning the shop, working. We have two stacks of clothes in front of us, and we just listed, I think, 30 things exactly on eBay. Is that correct mm-hmm. today? Yeah. So if you're on eBay, Brick Body Kids is the, That's the, a thing. is the name of the game, so get on there. So A lot of sports stuff today. Now we're in crewnecks. So crewnecks are probably going to be up. So you came over to put in some work with the Brick Body Shop, and also you came over to put some work in with Thrifty. Just putting in work. So you're putting here. in work for my my shop. Putting in work for you, the podcast. Putting in work for everybody. Fun for listeners. Having for everybody. A good time. So on the show today, as I mentioned, we're going to be looking at some '90s entertainment. So um, I know that the last dance with the Chicago Bulls is 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 so popular right now. So I, I'm going to bust out uh, some of my items from my Dennis Rodman collection. Uh, Shane has. Uh, not only a secret gift, but he has some VHS tapes to show. VHS off. tapes, a, a six pack, as one would call it, of attitude, of beer, of too. attitude and beer. So, uh, and then also we're going to do some listener finds, where uh, we have some cool wrestling mugs, and then for freestyle, which is the second act, we're going to do a, a little mug hunters one point five. Mug hunters episode one point five. Two mugs from the Discord and one mug from your closet. 
from my closet. It's, it, the episode is titled, What Are You Drinking Out Of? There it is. Just, what are you drinking out of? Uh, what do you got going on in there? So we'll find that out. And then, of course, Act 3, Vintage versus Modern, the, the questions that we've uh, asked each other each week on the episode. That's when we find out who wins the episode. And we are keeping stats so far with the new regime, the new era. I am 2-1. and one. Uh, Lil, DJ Lil, is 1-2. and two. But, Shane, this is your, your first time experiencing this, so you could leave here undefeated. I mean, undefeated only winning one point, but undefeated nonetheless. Be a better winning percentage than you. It's, it would two be. 2-1. And, one. and one uh, very famous wrestler Goldberg, Ooh. he was undefeated for over a year, but guess where he started? He had to start at number one. So you could be you could you could start your trek to be brick, Goldberg, brick body Goldberg, or Samoa Joe who gets no pop anymore. Samoa Joe is a does commentary now. Not even fair. Not even fair to him. So let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to hop into our first act. Something you've never seen before. Something you've never seen before. Listeners to the show, this is when we go over our curated thrift haul, and then we have trivia questions that we associate with the items with Thrifty Trivia Trivia. So I'm going to start right off the bat. It's something that uh, I've never seen before. Something I think you have seen before, mm. but nobody else. Not um, a single soul. Not a single soul on the planet. So what we're looking at here is a Dennis Rodman wedding day doll. Now, some info about Dennis Rodman. Obviously, he was an NBA player, nicknamed The Worm. Middle name Keith, out of Southeastern Oklahoma State University. If I were to tell you that their mascot is the Storm, but they had an adjective in front of Storm, what would you guess that adjective would be? So, it's the Oklahoma... The Southeastern Oklahoma State blank storm. The Southeastern Oklahoma blank storm. Raging? Savage. Savage storm. The savage storm. So Dennis Rodman's a savage storm. Athletic director's name? Mm-hmm. Also Keith. Little Keith. Little, little two Keiths in the mix. <laughs> little Keith heat. Uh, so uh, once he was a savage storm, he, he uh, graduated and... Uh, the fun thing about that is uh, he didn't get right into basketball right away. In fact, he was a janitor for a bit. Yeah, 10 years almost. Uh, or so, not 10 years, almost like maybe seven. Yeah, and so that looks like that looked like that, that was going to be what he did. And then somebody was like, hey, I think that, I think that young man can play hoops. He hooped it up. So uh, went to the NBA, was drafted by the Detroit Pistons, uh, won a couple championships there. And in 1993... Something changed within him. Uh, actually, a little bit of mental illness, um, and he didn't quite feel himself. and And in 1993, he invented, reinvented himself as the bad boy, the Ooh. bad boy Dennis Rodman. He turned heel, sort of. Yeah, he went heel. So, uh, so he was the Detroit Pistons. Then he went to the San Antonio Spurs. And uh, his his big calling, I guess you could say, is uh, the Chicago Bulls. Dallas Mavericks for one year. Dallas Mavericks for a year, but before that, he went to the L.A. Lakers. Did not know. That. Yeah. Mm-mm. So he it was Pistons, Spurs, Bulls, 
Lakers for 23 games, mm-hmm. Mavericks for 12 games. Very interesting. And then the ABA for a minute. ABA until like 2004, the 2005. Crowny crush. So a lot of that. He played in Finland. Did that. He played in uh, the, the Great Britain. And uh, he was named uh, arguably the best rebounding forward in NBA history. He earned NBA All-Defense First Team Honors seven times, won the NBA Defensive Player of the Year twice. So five-time NBA championship. Uh, He was briefly married also to Carmen Electra for like three months. Interesting. He... uh, um, Kind of had a thing with Madonna. And again, we're talking 90s entertainment. So he eventually, unfortunately, split from Carmen Electra and was remarried. But if we're talking about 90s, he had a little thing with Madonna. Nothing like a little thing with Madonna. 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 In 1996, uh, where this where this doll came from, where he's, he's uh, dressed in a wedding dress, he uh, also wore that wedding dress to promote his autobiography, Bad As I Wanna Be. And that came out in 1996. So there was Dennis Rodman dolls that came out that were not associated with the NBA. It was just Rodman's line of dolls. (laughs) That's a really good pop punk band name. Rodman's line of dolls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And we had posted that on at Brick Body Kids on uh, our Instagram. But you'll see. Yeah, it's kind of popping off. It's still available, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was some, some Dennis Rodman facts for you. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hit you with your first trivia question. Triple T. And, uh, this is some thrifty trivia trivia. And as I mentioned, he wore a wedding dress to promote bad as I want to be the book. And, um, he said he was going to uh, a wedding and people didn't know exactly what exactly like what he meant by that, who he was marrying, and it turns out he was marrying the fans. Mm. Um, where was Dennis Rodman's book signing that he wore the wedding dress to? Gee whiz. Well, I guess mine are like very similar questions where they're just so helter skelter that I'm never gonna understand. So where was Great Dennis answer. Rodman's book signing that he wore the wedding dress to? Is it A Barnes and Noble? Just any? Yes. This is like, these are brands. Okay, so it's a brand question. Yeah, it's like a... Okay. Yeah, it's not like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So A, Barnes & Noble. B, Shakespeare & Company. C, Borders Books. D, I lied. None of these. None of the above. So where did Dennis Rodman wear the wedding dress to promote his autobiography... Bad as I want to be, and this was a book signing. Was it A. Barnes and Noble, B. Shakespeare and Company, C. Borders Books, D. None of the above? Uh, what uh, What are your thoughts, kind of going into this question? When did Dennis Rodman wear a wedding dress? What well, year did it come out? Uh, Bad as I want to be came out in '96, and it was Has a Barnes white and dress. Noble been a thing for that long. What's that? Has Barnes and Noble been a thing for that long? Yes, these were all uh, mm. available at the time to be gotcha. places. But uh, Borders the, Books, R.I.P. The wedding dress that he wore mm-hmm. is is the obviously it's a replica of the in box doll that we see in front of us. Yes, 
Um, but the box itself is 13.5 by 8, but it's a 12-inch doll. So this is uh, the hairstyle of the doll is also the hairstyle he had that day. But where did, where did he do it? Where did he say it? <laughs> you were just like, I'm going to throw in these two descriptions of this doll while we're in the middle of a question yeah. about what bookstore did he sign books at. Yeah, where did he do it at? <laughs> Barnes & Noble, Shakespeare um, & Company, Borders Books, or none, none of these. I'm going to just go with B. B? And it's a guess because I don't think that you think that question. You're like, Shakespeare Book Company. Mm-hmm. I don't th- you're either just completely pulling that out. It's either B or D. Okay. And I'll be mad if it's Barnes & Noble. Where but was B. Dennis Rodman's book signing that he wore the wedding dress to? A, Barnes & Noble, B, Shakespeare & Company, C, Borders Books, D, none of the above. The correct answer? It's A, Barnes & Noble. A. Fuck. <laughs> Barnes & Noble God, he wore that damn dress to. Gosh, gosh darn. And if you Am inve- I angry? If you investigated the box a little bit, of of uh, the 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 wedding doll, it, it will give you some in, more information about the doll itself. But it doesn't say Barnes and Noble anywhere on it. But so they sold the doll at you think at the Barnes and Noble. Well, originally both of these dolls that we're going to be looking at today, we're going to be looking at the other doll a little bit later. Both of these dolls were exclusively released in Chicago. Before the Asian toy market kind of found them mm-hmm. and made them very popular. So, so is, you, is this legit? It's legit. Okay. It's legit in box Dennis Rodman wedding day doll. Very interesting. So that was my first, uh, uh, for the Dennis Rodcast here, my first question. So Shane, you have to come back from a zero, uh, zero point deficit here. So hopefully I could get a, a lead here. Let's talk about some VHSs. Let's talk about some VHSs. You Go. enjoy a little VHS. Sure. You enjoy a little wrestling. Yeah, I do. do I you do. enjoy the year 2000? I love the year 2000. How about things in sixes? Sure. Well, I have Stone Cold Steve Austin six-pack attitude, baby. <laughs> okay. And it's um, a box of VHS tapes. There are five in the six-pack of attitude. The sixth part of the six-pack is a little present that we were looking at later. A little present. A little present. A little present. But it's uh, five videotapes and one little present. Five videotapes are Stone Cold Steve Austin, Lord of the Ring, Austin versus McMahon, because they didn't like each other, I guess. Not at all, dude. Interesting. Not at all. Hell yeah. Stone Cold Saga continues. How about this for uh, fans of swearing cussing austin 316 uncensored cussing he it's a it's a hell yeah if you want to see stone cold steve austin open an uncensored 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 can of whoop ass but whoop ass is censored in the description of the but maybe not in the tape though <laughs> not in the tape though they'll say ass yeah and the last one is cuz stone cold said so so i would say for 90s entertainment, these these tapes here, a lot of the footage is taken from the it's 90s. From 96 to 99. And Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon was pretty much the lead feud on Monday Night Raw for, gotta think, three years. 
Very interesting. As you know, I know nothing really about wrestling. Sure. I know vaguely the lines, but I didn't have to look at his Wikipedia page to look up facts about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, hell yeah. I looked at the back of Stone Cold Steve Austin, Lord of the Ring, and here's what it says. Uh-huh. You are, are you ready for some knowledge you might not have known? I, I want to I wanna learn, baby. Something you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. He works for a billion-dollar business, banging heads and busting chops. His coworkers like and admire him. He is a merchandising monkey-making machine. I said monkey, but it says money. <laughs> <laughs> a merchandising money-making machine. Uh, his actions and words are part of the pulp culture landscape and lexicon. Very good. Lexicon, very interesting word there. Stone Cold Steve Austin's story told from the beginning from his high school football playing, when you're still thinking about sports from high school, to his meteoric rise to the top of the sports entertainment industry. Yeah. 45 minutes. So uh, some some background information on how Stone Cold Steve Austin became a thing in 90s entertainment. So he wrestled, uh, well, a bunch of places, but specifically he wrestled in a company called WCW. Yep. And he was a the, uh, the tag team partner of one loose cannon, Brian Pillman, Rest in peace. That guy got R. so R. crazy, he died. That seems to be the theme of the episode, just getting so crazy. Yeah. Um. So so what had happened was he was in a tag team, and he had hair. He had blonde Love hair. It. And he was called. it was called the Hollywood Blondes. Mm-hmm. It was Austin and Brian Pillman. Well, WCW had kind of, it was just like, they were like, okay, these two have been doing this for a while, and they're moderately successful, but, like, we just don't have any more programs for them. Like, we're just done. So they uh, – you could say they fired them, but it was more so they were just, like, they just got they just got cut. It That's wasn't it. like – yeah, You just aren't making it. And so uh, uh, a little wrestling promotion by the name of the WWF. Um, World Wrestling Federation. Picked up Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, after WCW, Stone Cold did, like, a run of all kinds of different promotions – a notable run in ECW, but the WWF picked him up and was just like, that guy is kind of stone cold. Yeah, because you know what's a bad name? Steve Austin. Sort of. It's bad. It's two first names, and it's two bad first names. Sort of. You you throw stone cold in front of that? It's an okay name. So when they first signed him, um, he actually had a manager talking for him. Ted DiBiase, because they were like, well, I don't know if how, how good he is on the mic, so let's just have somebody talk for him. Turns out, he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And they they soon figured that out, so he, he adopted the uh, Stone Cold moniker, and that's when he started beating the shit out of his boss. And we loved it. For three years, we watched him beat the shit out of his boss. Everyone wants to do it. Austin did it. And you're just watching it. So, um... So that, that was his meteoric rise in the 90s as Stone Cold and where it started. I do like the description, meteoric? Meteoric. Yes. Based off the tape's names, what do you think is the best one? Well, I have seen three of them. You do have three of them. I'm a big Austin versus McMahon guy. Um, I myself have two copies of Austin Uncensored. How's for, that? For whatever reason. There's cussing in What's it. What's the best cuss? Um, shit. Remember? Shit. shit. It's just shit and probably hell yeah. Yeah, and, and middle fingers and beer. Middle fingers and beer. Oh, so it's it's like softcore porn on It's uncensored. like middle fingers and beer. Okay. You know well, when you just want to throw. That's unfortunate. I wanted things. to hear like at least one fuck. 
I mean, I bet you if you deep dug, but I'm saying off the top of my head, I don't like mm-hmm. remember a big bit. There was a bunch of shit, a bunch of cuss words called shit in there. But um, Austin versus McMahon, great feud, but Austin Uncensored is pretty good. But there was a famous sketch of Brian Pillman and Steve Austin when they were both in the WWF where um, Stone Cold Steve Austin was uh, – and this is all kayfabe. It's yes. all AK fake. He was breaking into the Pillman household mm-hmm. at night like a robber, and Brian Pillman had a gun. Sick. And, and like was like shooting the gun. <laughs> And that in in the last frame of that sketch, the lights went out and a gun went off. And then you had to wait till next week to find out what the hell happened. Turns out nothing really. Nothing really. Does anything really ever happen from those kinds of things? Ah, uh, well, I don't know. Um, but eventually, Austin and Pillman they feuded, and Pillman tried to uh, Austin tried to drown Pillman in the toilet. Sick. And one of the reasons of Pillman's unfortunate passing is because he had a like a busted uh, ankle, mm-hmm. a broken ankle, and he kept coming back too soon and coming back too soon and further just damaging his whole thing. And so that's why the famous shirt that we see uh, around in the vintage markets is loose cannon, and on the back it says, "I don't call nine one one." That was that was that was in reference to. That sketch where Pillman was sitting inside his house with a gun and Austin was trying to break in. But that's interesting. That's uh, if you want to talk about the G word, if you want to talk about the grail, Brian Pillman, loose cannon. I don't call 911 T-shirt. Got to be up there for we'll me. We'll be talking about T-shirts later on in, in a little bit of Vintage Earth Modern. We got some T-shirt play yeah, coming up. T-shirts. Do you want to you want to smash me with your first oh, uh, thrifty trivia question? Or triple T. Which you thought meant three questions. <laughs> well, you were like, it's supposed to be two. And I was like, no, there's three T's. But according to the description, I love the descriptions of all of these. They're so good. Of the Austin 316 uncensored tape, which I'm now realizing is probably a bad question because you have watched that tape. I have two copies. I may forget. I'm not good. Never you, know. You know I'm not good at remembering stuff. What three people will I see get their asses whooped by the toughest SOB in the World Wrestling Federation? Interesting. A. Peyton Manning, Vince McMahon, and Triple H. B. Vince McMahon, Mike Tyson, and Shawn Michaels. C. Eddie George, The Undertaker, and Steve McNair. Or D. None of the above. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not C, but I will say Eddie George and Steve <laughs> McNair and The Undertaker. Eddie George, Steve McNair, and The Undertaker. Another another rip. Rip, Steve McNair. One, oh, one no. of the best of all. Air what McNair. a death in the episode today. Yeah, well, hey, welcome to Thrifty. So you're throwing out C right away. Yeah, it's not Eddie George or Steve McNair. Why I, is that? It's just um, the, the Titans weren't very... <laughs> I mean, well, I guess the Titans did have a Super Bowl run. Yeah, and this is yeah. from around that time. But Austin was a uh, baby face. Yeah, I know. Now, mm-hmm. he was an anti-hero, but yeah. he was a baby face. And I would assume if Eddie George or Steve McNair was in wrestling, they would have like he wouldn't have done that. I'm pretty sure it's B, but I have to think about it a little more because there was a WrestleMania match that was Austin versus Shawn Michaels with Mike Tyson. But he ended up joining DX, I think. 
So I don't remember Austin specifically beating up Mike Tyson, but I could see them jawing a little bit. So um, read the A, B, C, and D again. A, Peyton Manning, Vince McMahon, and Triple H. B, Vince McMahon, Mike Tyson, and Shawn Michaels. And C, which doesn't matter because Toddy doesn't think I'm funny, Eddie George, The Undertaker, and Steve McNair. And D, none of the above. I'm going to go with B, Shawn Michaels, Mike Tyson, and Vince McMahon. The answer is B, because I couldn't think of a different person other than Peyton Manning for the first one, and that probably made it sound really fake. Yeah, he didn't beat up any baby faces. Yeah, I should have really thought that one out. Yeah, he but I got it. He probably could have beat up, like, I don't know, who was a bad boy NFL player during then. You don't have to... Well, here here's the first idea that I have. Don't put NFL players in it. <laughs> he said, don't put dumb shit in there, <laughs> don't, put, dumb don't, don't put it in. Put, put wrestlers in it. I know, I couldn't think of a single... Do you realize how hard it was to think of two wrestlers that weren't Triple H or Shawn Michaels? Undertaker, The, the Rock, Rock yeah. Kane. I didn't say The Undertaker. There, there's Kane. a whole shelf of wrestling things to your right that just has uh, all those stuff right there and to your right. Most of the things to your right right now on my wrestling shelf are from the late 90s. Mostly everything. Well, that's tough. That's tough. But that's a one zip. That's a one zip Um but going into more of our 90s entertainment, uh, Shane, you brought to the table some wrestling uh, information, some wrestling questions. Uh, Dennis Rodman in the 90s actually wrestled as well. Should have put rest- I should have put Dennis Rodman in it. Well, in he was in WCW. Fair enough. So when Austin was in the WWF, Dennis Rodman and the mailman, Carl Malone, were feuding on WCW World Championship Carl Wrestling. Carl Malone from, like, the Utah Jazz? Carl Malone from the Utah <laughs> Jazz. Also, uh, Kevin Green was there. Kevin uh, Green was Did he play for the Packers? He played for the Panthers at the time. Mm. But he was... Uh, Kevin Green was a defensive player for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a 95. long time. And then he went to the Carolina Panthers. I gotcha. So... Kevin Green was there as well, but um, he uh, went by Rod the Bod. Sick. Um, what did Carl Malone go by? The, the mailman? mailman. Okay. The mailman, and eventually Jay Leno got involved. Tough. So there was a feud with Hollywood Hulk Hogan, known racist, with uh, Dennis Rodman, known worm. Keith. Known Keith representative <laughs> versus Diamond Dallas Page, DDP. Known Diamond. Known Diamond Man. Jay Leno, known sport, uh, known a late night talk show host. And Carl Malone, known mailman. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a known mailman. <laughs> when you're a known mailman. And so those boys were fighting in WCW because what the problem was is WWF was doing better in the ratings. Yeah. So they were just like, how could we get the entertainment value? How could we bring in people from other sports? So they were bringing in the Rodmans. They were bringing in the Malones. And um, it was kind of an interesting thing because originally Austin was cut from the WCW and then went to the WWF. So maybe if they held on to him, and kind of like got him to do the Stone Cold shit then, would have been a different scenario. Been a little bit of fun. 
Um, so we're looking at uh, the second Dennis Rodman doll and um, the, the first one, the one where he's wearing a wedding dress that was uh, for his book signing. But this this doll was actually separate from the NBA as well. It's a 12-inch figure, and it has a white basketball uniform with red letters signifying the Chicago Bulls. But it wasn't technically the Chicago Bulls. It was just a white basketball jersey with red letters. Broad man. And then he had a second... Uh, a second outfit in the box, which was a shiny gray vest and jeans shorts. Mm-hmm. Shiny gray vest. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shorts. And then he had interchangeable uh, heads as well. One with glasses, mm-hmm. one with no glasses. I'm trying to figure this out right now. I don't yeah. mean to skew off what you're talking about. He's got some chunky basketball shoes in that. Yeah. Both these dolls are identical. Actually, no, they're yes. not identical. I mean, the body shape of the doll. Oh yeah, I'm saying like take off the dress, the mold, the mold, the tattoos, everything, and it makes me think: is this like the same doll but just with another outfit on and hair and hair and painted different? It makes me think: what kind of shoes do you think the wedding day doll is wearing? That's a great question. Do you think if we that's took a great it, question? Do you think if we took it out of the box, he's wearing these chunky basketball shoes because it's kind of the same mold? So the basketball player Dennis Rodman that we have, we don't have the box for it. But the wedding day doll, Dennis is still in the wedding dress in the box, so it's not opened. I'm gonna look up what shoes he has because I don't want to open the box. That's very fair. I'm pissed that I can't see the shoes. But that's a great. That's a great perspective on that because what is he wearing? Because it looks like they just painted the arms because he he's wearing like the really long gloveys mm-hmm. and the tattoos are exactly the same. It doesn't look like – oh, you can take off his head. Yes. <laughs> so so you can take off the wedding day head and put in the, the sunglasses. <laughs> you put the wedding day on that one. Proving gender is not real. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Just take your head off. So – uh. So as Dennis Rod- Rodman uh, went further into the 90s, he was pretty outlandish, did a lot of outlandish things. And, um, yeah, he made his own doll so people could play with it. Um, so I have my second uh, Dennis question for you. So as Dennis Rodman's outlandish personality grew, what TV show referred to him as being an alien? A television show said he is an alien. Which television show was that? Was it A, Everybody Loves Raymond, B, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, C, Third Rock from the Sun, or D, I made all these up. None of the above. None of the above. What show said he was an alien? A, Everybody Loves Raymond, B, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, C, Third Rock from the Sun, D, none of the above. A makes the most sense. You think it's A? What, no, 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 no. What makes you think it's whatever you think it is? Because A makes them, I'm just going through my thought process. A makes the most sense in terms of just the show. B makes the most sense in a toddy question. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You hit me with like that classic like toddy turnaround. Mm-hmm. Some would say the 360 toddy turnaround. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about C. 
Third Rock from the Sun. I don't anything about that show. Um, do you remember Joseph Gordon-Levitt that was in... Okay. Damn, then. The young boy. Yeah, I guess so. Do you, um, do do you remember 500... Was it 500 Days of Summer? Never saw it. Okay. I'm well, just he bad was the, at media. He was that guy. Well, okay. he was older then, but I'm yeah, saying yeah. he's from Third Rock from the Sun. Interesting. And do you know the above? It's... I'm thinking, once again, it's either B or D. Mm-hmm. I want to say B for some fun. I'll go with B. B for some fun. And that was... So this one, you, you would say, would be a guess, or... The last one was a guess. This one is a guess, but it's a guess based off of... Uh, Reading the room. Yes. Okay. Doing a little psychoanalysis. As Dennis Rodman's outlandish personality grew, what TV show referred to him as being an alien? A, Everybody Loves Raymond, B, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, C, Third Rock from the Sun, D, None of the Above. The correct answer is C, Third Rock from the Sun, because it was a show and they were mostly all aliens on it. That's tough. Third Rock from the Sun. I just thought that was like a, that's Earth. Planet. Joke. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, So. I will say this. Each None. question you've asked, I've answered, and then went, it's going to be this one. And it has been this one both times with the Barnes & Noble and the... So what, so what you're saying is you went uh, against your gut. At first, when you even just started talking about questions and give me, didn't give me the answers, I thought it was going to be like Robot Chicken or something. Oh, well, that's like way newer than... Robot Chicken's been around since like 03, I thought. Well, this is the 90s. Yeah, I, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Until 2004. You know what? Robot Chicken actually would be a good guess. Because I mean, it's later. It's Clay later Nation in life. Was pretty relevant in the late 90s. Seth Green. I'm going to give you some claymation heat right now. Mm-hmm. Talk about claymation. Yeah, I'm being honest. Okay. So there is a secret gift. There's a secret gift in okay. the six pack of Attitude VHS box uh, of VHS tapes. Um, it's a T-shirt. A t-shirt. And it has the logo from the box on it. It's a can of beer being opened and spewing out everywhere. And it, this is just open, so this is not worn. No, it is not. Um, actually, it comes... So there's six boxes, and five of these boxes have the tapes in them. And one box has a very crunchy, crumpled up, vacuum-packed shirt. <laughs> And this is the shirt presented. <laughs> it, it, it comes, it's about two inches high. We're talking volume metrics right now. Two inches high, five inches wide, and about five inches long. And you cut off the vacuum seal, and it's it looks like a, a paper bag. And you have to wash it like four times until all the wrinkles are gone. Because it's been in there for 20 years. That's just part of the game. And beer. Talk about beer, right? Love beer. There was one claymation show in the 90s that featured Stone Cold Steve Austin cracking open some beers. Oh, boy. Go ahead and give it. Give me it, but I know it. What is it? I I mean, I guess this is Shane, and Shane doesn't have any rules. No, this isn't my question. Oh, this isn't no, your question. I'm just I was I thought you were just like, no, oh, I, I have multiple choice. But no, just... I was just leading into you telling me it because I know you know what it is. Uh, I w- I'm going to assume it was Celebrity Deathmatch. Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah. Fun show. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin was a... He was on it. Yeah. He was a commentator. 
Yep. It's a lot of fun stuff happening. He chokes some some skeletons out of people. And actually, um, where we're sitting at, where we record this podcast, it's in mainly where I have my like cool stuff and my wrestling stuff. So I got wrestling stuff in this room. I also got my VHS collection in this room. And I have the Stone Cold Steve Austin Celebrity Deathmatch tape still in box right on that third shelf. All the way to the all the way to the end. If you see those, two, look at that. Do you see those two red tapes I see em. to the right? I see them to the right of the two red tapes. I see to the right of the two red tapes. Um, very fun show. Had two had two lives. Came back for a second term in the what early two thousand tens. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I would obviously say the older ones better. Sure, but hey. Uh, it's very like robot chicken, like which yep. is why I would think that your last question was robot chicken. The commentators were a lot of fun. Um, There's the, a lot of characters in uh, terms of Marilyn Manson was fun. Yep, was Marilyn Manson was a big one. I remember then. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but was Dennis Rodman on that as yeah, a character? I think so. I yeah. think I read it. Um. But there was a, a a lot of the times where uh, so uh, I think it Mills Lane was the referee and Mills Lane was a judge. In, so you remember a lot of people's names from that show. Yeah. So I'm kind of worried about my question. Yeah. So Mills Lane was uh, the referee for Celebrity Deathmatch. Yep. And he was also a judge in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was broadcast on MTV Music Television. So good one. So Mills Lane was the one that was like, okay, I want a clean fight. You do this, you do that. And then people would pop each other's eyes out and kill and each just other. Blood. Just a lot of stuff. That was pretty much but Celebrity Deathmatch. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. So you'd say you're a pretty, pretty big fan of Celebrity Deathmatch. I would say if Zero is not a fan and 10 is a fan, I would say 8, but I would knock that back down to a 7 because I don't know if I remember everything I should have from that show. But yes, I was a fan. And also, current day. Modern times, I have a PlayStation 4, and I play Fire Pro Wrestling. Yep. And what Fire Pro Wrestling is, it's a simulation wrestling promotion. And in this world, I actually created a celebrity deathmatch promotion. Very cool. So it has Mario, Wario, John Wick, Zeus, Bowser. Bowser's there. Bowser's hurt right now. Bowser? Mario. 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 Also, uh, Dwayne Wade is in that. Uh, Kevin Durant is in that. Uh couple basketball players but you could download characters to put in this fed yeah so i have a bunch of feds with actual wrestlers dennis rodman was one of them i yes. saw yeah that is true and then um i have a celebrity deathmatch fed that just has a bunch of video game characters and weird things mm-hmm. so hit hit me with that see if i could smack this so in celebrity deathmatch where stone cold steve austin commentated his own claymation show celebrity deathmatch what was the ring reporter character's name? Oh, maybe if you maybe if you read it, I might remember. I don't remember. A. Stacy Cornbread. B. Lisa Wheatley. C. Lauren Focaccia. Or D. None of the above. So that was the in the late '90s claymation show Celebrity Deathmatch. What was the ring reporter character's name? A. Stacy Cornbread, B. Lisa Wheatley, C. Lauren Focaccia, or Dean on the above. 
so my thought process here is I would have remembered if it was C, Lauren Fricaccia. I would have remembered that. D, I don't think so because all these are very good. So one of them has to be it. I think it's between A and B. I'm leaning towards A because it just seems like that would be the name that I remember, but I'm not positive. Lisa Wheatley is also a good name. In fact, it sounds the most. It sounds like the a most. Name, but they're all bread. They're all di- yeah. They're all different types of bread. Um. Well, I like to, as they say, get that bread. So I think the correct answer for this question is A. Stacy Cornbread was the announcer for Stone Cold Steve Austin on the, Celebrity Deathmatch. The Shane. answer is A. Stacy Cornbread. Really tough. So I smoked you to Zippy. Oh, you he always does this to me where he's like, I beat you. To Zippy. Uh-huh. Well, on this show these days, um, the third act of the show, that's when uh, we find out who the winner is, but you could also bet points. Well, I guess I'm betting. Well, you can't bet anything because you haven't we'll, earned anything. Yeah, he said, get out of here. <laughs> so I here. might bet some points. So... Um, so two zero for the thrifty trivia trivia, uh, but before we go to break, have a couple of a uh, couple of more things here. I wanted to mention the poster that's in the room, and that's also a Dennis Rodman poster. And so for this piece of our curated thrift haul, we're looking at a thirty-five by twenty-three Dennis Rodman poster. He's in a black jersey. Uh, Nike put it together, and it says "Do or Die" and some flames. Now, do you remember where I got this poster from? I'm sure it was that one day where you went to the bins and you said there was a bunch of posters there, and these white kids were there, and they were like, "Oh man, we found all these posters," but they didn't take the Dennis Rodman poster or the Radiohead poster. And that was the conversation that we had. Okay, so we had this conversation, right? So that's perfect. <laughs> that was that's... just the guess because it's the only time you ever had posters. Yeah. In so, like, this is months ago. It and... would have been in November. Yeah. Even before then, probably. It was It was a while ago, but, yeah, I went to the Goodwill outlet to collect some uh, stuff. And there was a group of uh, kids there. And they had probably about four or five posters. And they are like, great poster day. There's posters everywhere. But we all put them over there. We went through them, and we took all the ones we wanted, and you could have the rest. And I was like, very cool. I went over to the posters, and they absolutely didn't take any of the good ones. What did they take? Did you ever see? They took um, they took Alanis Morissette, which was a good one, I mm-hmm. will say. And then they took, like, a bunch of um, – like, it was a bunch of, like, uh, like Led Zeppelin – um, but it wasn't old, old. It was like nineties yeah. old, but old, but not. Yeah, yeah. There was like Led Zeppelin. I think they took one of the Cars, the band, the Cars. Okay. Um, I didn't like piece by piece go through them, but what I saw on top. Yeah, I got you. But what I ended up collecting that day was a Radiohead Kid A poster, which you now own. That's mine now. Um, a Dennis Rodman poster, which is in front of me. That's yours now. A David Robinson Nike poster, which is in the Brick Body Shop. Yep, it's hanging up. And then I have a couple other uh, David Robinson posters in my closet. They're all pretty good. So they didn't even take the good ones. No. 
Um, so I wanted to make mention of that. But also maybe our favorite, uh, or maybe our new favorite segment, um, if you haven't joined the Thrifty Discord yet, make sure to get in contact with us at, at Thrifty Podcast on Instagram. We'll send you a link. We, uh, we share episodes. We just uh, chat. We do some Jackbox nights. And we also have a thread for listener finds. And it kind of ties in with today's episode because we talked about 90s entertainment and we talked about some wrestling. We talked about WCW wrestling in particular. That's where Dennis Rodman worked. Well, what we have, uh, this is from uh, Cloaca Carnage, a.k.a. Alex. Uh, late 90s WCW mugs. Pretty cool. And I see your eyes light up because Act 2 were going to be Mug Hunters 1.5. They lit up because you told me in the pre-episode that they were cups. Well, they or they're cups and mugs. They're both. They're not the same thing. Okay, well we, then... We, we talked about this in the first episode of Mug Hunters. Well, then I guess mug. if we want to lie on the side of are they cups or mugs, they're mugs. If you had to pick. It's a bold statement. I like it. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Alex, who uh, from the Discord, who uh, posted about these, said it's almost impossible to drink out of them. I would imagine they'd l- <laughs> you'd be putting your lips on them, and it'd be going all over the place. They're just four heads, and each head is a different cup, but they are from 1999. There's Sting. There's Goldberg. Oh, I was hoping that you'd have me guess them. Oh, okay. That Do you want to guess fun. the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'll bring it up. Uh Interesting. Okay, so you said Sting. Sting and Goldberg. Are you looking at the picture? Yeah. Okay, so Sting and Goldberg are two of them. The There's next two one more. is known racist Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Motherfuck, do I not know the last one? I would guess. I don't think Shawn Michaels ever had a goatee. Shawn Michaels was in WWF. This is WCW. I, for the longest time, I thought they were just the same thing, and they switched names for a little bit. No. So this is the first time I'm learning of this. Razor Ramon. No. He's behind me. Yeah, Razor Ramon's behind you. Yeah, so that poster on the wall is of Diesel, a.k.a. Kevin Nash. Oh, we have two shirts of his. Had had two, now have one. Yes, so Kevin Nash. Interesting. Was the fourth one. Would you say that his mug cup is a good resemblance of him? I would. Is that? I would. Yeah, okay. I would. He looks a little more like... Here's some modern heat, Roman Reigns, and your picture on your wall. That's a good call. That's this, actually a good call. here, he looks like Triple H yeah. mixed with, like, Shawn Michaels. But Shawn Michaels didn't really look like that. Kind of. I mean, well, you also have to think that, like, uh, Kevin Nash, he, yeah, he wrestled for a long time. So, like, over... You obviously become a different person yeah, you, as you age. Yes. So, like, this <laughs> this was, like, younger Kevin Nash. Okay. The poster on my wall is younger mm-hmm. Kevin Nash. That's kind of, like, in the middle Kevin Nash. Yeah. I will say this. They did not do Sting any favors with his, his, uh, no. his mug on this mug. And the reason why you know it's Sting is because it's, it's, face. it's Sting. Yeah, but yeah, really the- he looks like Lord Farquaad from Shrek. Basically. But also... Jason mm-hmm. from Jason <laughs> from the famous Jason films, but these actually go for a pretty penny. I'm sure um, they're about twenty to forty bucks a piece. Yikes! And Alex, 
um, has has four of them, but uh, Goldberg is the most common one. I did some research. Every, everybody else um, between Sting, Hogan, and Nash, they kind of have all the same rarity. But Goldberg, for whatever reason, there's just more out there. Is right there now. one that's like super rare? Not. They're all kind of the same Unknown. rarity. Okay. Yeah. At least from that set. At least from that set. Yeah. Yeah. But that was uh that was our listener find this week. So we played some trivia. We've seen something we've never seen before. So far, Toddy's got two. Shane's got zero. Will I ever win anything ever again? Find out in Act Three. But Act Two, um, you may win some parts over because this week's freestyle is going to be Mug Hunters 1.5. What are you out? Thrifty Podcast. See you live in Act Three. It's time for freestyle. Welcome to Mug Hunters. I'm your host, Shane Becker. What episode is this, Shane? It's episode 1.5, Shane. It's the, what do we have in your mug? What are you drinking? What's going on episode? So sit back, put whatever you want in your mug, grab it on that handle, let's start the show. So today I have scoured our thrifty Discord page. I asked the listeners of thrifty everyone knows that mug hunters is essentially thrifty but with just mugs uh we look at ceramic we look at porcelain we look at whatever else mugs are made out of i'm sure you've seen something else but today yesterday whenever it was i asked the discord if they could show me what are they drinking out of what kind of mugs do they got into their arsenal right now our first mug today i didn't go to discord for this one i looked in toddy's cabinet Toddy, the host of 50 Podcast, has a few mugs in there, but the best one, in my opinion, and this is verbatim, this is canon, the best mug in Toddy's cabinet is a Bush Gardens of Williamsburg, Virginia, which is in Virginia, the state. The Big Bad Wolf Roller Coaster. The Big Bad Wolf Roller Coaster was a... It's a small boy. It was only it only went up to forty eight miles an hour and one hundred and twelve feet, but it was a roller coaster at Busch Gardens from nineteen eighty four to two thousand nine. Busch Gardens in Williamsburg, it's just diet Epcot. They have little huts where they have different countries, much like Epcot's has their fourteen circles of the countries or whatever they do. But instead of like Sweden and wherever else, they got Spain at Epcot. I think they have Italy. At Williamsburg, Virginia, they have Finland, um, Portugal, a little bit of just something different for the fans of countries and flags. But the Big Bad Wolf went through one part of the international side of Bush Gardens, and you kind of sat in a little basket. You kind of sat just wherever you wanted. Your feet hung off. It was a good time. The mug, however, features a Big Bad Wolf with a tail twice twice the length of its body if you ever saw this mug you'd be like why is your tail so long why are you cutting that tongue sticking out ears puffed out it's just a pretty aggressive mug and i know it's toddy's mug and if it was not toddy's mug i'd have to guess that there'd probably be just black coffee nothing in it kind of tastes like the dentist's office coffee i don't know if you ever had coffee at the dentist's office but i'm sure it's bad 
if it was if I'm talking about toddy soup everyone knows toddy is soup toddy's four soup record has never been broken other by anyone other than him um, I'm sure there's some beef and barley some tomato some uh, chicken noodle whatever you want but in the big bad wolf cup I would put really just middle of the pack instant black coffee for coffee fans Rolling on, we have another listener and host of the show, DJ Lil, so we are not going far from the thrifty realm. It's just a lily mug. DJ Lil, very nice. In the picture, it is a yellow mug with a cursive lily on it. I do not call DJ Lil anything other than DJ Lil. Some may call her Lily. I am not one of those people. In the picture, as well as the lily mug, is DJ Lil's wrist. And DJ Lil, unbeknownst to me, but now beknownst to me, has a tattoo of the number 86, which I think is very cool. And I'm thinking DJ Lil's putting ice cream in this mug. And I know DJ Lil loves milk. She is a milk believer, a milk aficionado. I think DJ Lil has a little bit of ice cream. If I had to guess, I think DJ Lil is a fruit topping rather than a chocolate topping kind of person. It's only showing me one side, but I'm sure there's Lily on both sides of the mug, so whatever way you have the handle, you can see what's going on. I think DJ Lil enjoys a little bit of vanilla. I don't. I think she's a traditionalist. In our last mug of the day, we're ending on a very low note. Nothing has gotten lower than what I'm about to tell you about today. This comes from Thrifty and Brick Body Kids supporter Jack Phelps. Toddy's pal for a long time, Jack. Hails from New England, has lived in Arizona, or lives in Arizona, and also enjoys a little bit of Russian hockey. I enjoy a little bit of Russian hockey. I don't see why you're not. But this mug comes from Despair.com. And this is a website that takes like those it takes those motivational posters from 2008 and turns them into mugs. This one says challenges in big Times New Roman bold blue font in challenges and then in smaller text says I expected times like this but I never thought they'd be so bad they're so fucking bad they're so long and so frequent there's no F word on the mug I added that in there for fun I don't know much about Jack or his eating habits Um, the only interaction I've had with Jack is sending him a few things from Brick Body Kids and also, I told him I went to UMass, the state school of Massachusetts, and he responded with, you ass. So, that was fun. I'm not sure how to interpret that. I don't take being aggressively talked to well, but I'm sure it was just for fun. Despair.com. They have a whole bunch of really sad, dark mugs. We have one that says responsibility. Water isn't the only thing that rolls downhill. Sloth is my spirit animal that's a little bit of urban outfitters heat if i'd ever say so myself in my personal favorite meetings not none of us is as dumb as all of us none of us is as dumb as all of us the meetings mug from despair.com you gotta think you're eating a cold mug of ramen with this one you've made hot ramen you've made the poor mistake of draining it or straining it in a strainer and then putting the seasoning packet on so it's a little sandy it's a little lukewarm 
You're just having a day where you don't care. I've had one. You've had one. I'm sure everyone's had a day where they just don't care and have had some cold sandy ramen. Eat some cold sandy ramen, you stupid bitch. But those were our mugs. That's what we found out what was in their mugs. Sadly, you don't know what's in my mug until you hear our next show, where I'll be talking about what's in my mug. Thank you, though, for tuning in to Mug Hunters, episode 1.5, the What's in Your Mug episode. I'm Shane Becker. That was my ceramic. Have a day. Back into live commentary for Act 3. In Act 1, ugh, didn't look so good for brick body Shane Becker, but he is back with me, your host, Toddy. But in Act 1, the points we accumulated are 2 to 0, but... Woo, boy, that freestyle act. Act number 2, Mug Hunters 1.5... Pretty good. Uh, sound pretty good there, Shane. We found out what was in your cup. Yeah, pretty soon you'll be able to find out what's in my cup in the next episode. Oh, so I'll, maybe I'll, we'll alternate. We'll I'll just we'll keep asking each other. I'll, a little cliffhanger, but um, as the uh, the with the the copyright mug hunters copyright, I originally, as we well documented, I said mug hunters originally sounds like some type just, of. You were like no. It sounds like a slur of some sort. Mm, Yeah, kind (laughs) of does it anymore. But now that I've said it a lot of times... You seem a lot more comfortable with saying it. You don't kind of squeal up in on yourself. Well, I used to say Mug Hunter, and I was like, ugh. But after you and DJ Lil had that action-packed great episode, episode one, and then you came back with a half episode... I think I'm I'm really uh, rearing to go on that. Yeah, so. I'm ready for the the big launch. So here's what I'm gonna do, Shane. Um, I I got two points in Act One. Okay. And I'm trying to get my highest score yet. Interesting. So, It'd so, be more important if like the standings were based on the points that we've accumulated rather than wins and losses. That's something we could think of, huh? Maybe I'll go back and I'll do a secondary standings yeah. chart. That could be fun. Give you a little incentive to risk it for the biscuit. Well, there's one question, so I'm gonna vo- I'm gonna put two points on the one question, so four. But say I don't get this question right, and I do, I win. You win. That's tough. That's tough. But I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. So we're gonna hop in our grand finale, which is vintage versus modern. Vintage versus modern. Now, for new listeners to the show, Vintage versus Modern, one of our pieces from our curated thrift haul, we use that is a vintage or a modern piece, and then we find its vintage or modern p- counterpart on eBay.com, the website, compare the vintage versus the modern value, and establish which one is worth more, and we ask the other person. So, Shane, I'm going to uh, start this one off. Um, so, in Act 1, we took a look at the Dennis Rodman Do or Die Nike poster, which was 35 by 23. So, that's going to be the vintage. What about today. the measurements of a double uh, XL shirt? Yeah, same measurements. You could put a double XL shirt on the poster. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Versus... So that's the vintage versus the modern Dennis Rodman poster. And the, the listing reads like this. 
2017 National Convention, Dennis Rodman, one of 400. What is National Convention? Don't know. Just of what? Don't know. Interesting. Maybe the National Dennis Rodman Convention. Mm. So 2017 National Convention, Dennis Rodman, one of 400. And how I said that you just read the listing, no matter what the listing says. So the listing has it right there, produced free shipping and handling. Yeah. Okay. So um, so we have the vintage Dennis Rodman do or die Nike poster versus the modern 2017 National Convention Dennis Rodman 1 of 400 produced free shipping and handling. What are your thoughts going forward on this, Shane? I wish I knew what the uh, conditions of each were. Um, I could tell you the condition of that one, and well, I could. Well, the modern one is pretty much mint. Okay. This one is below mint, but very good. But my initial thoughts on, I mean, like with shirts, older is always more expensive. Sure. But I mean, numbered is always expensive as well. One out of four hundred is the yeah, modern. Yeah, but what is the national convention? Where is the national convention? Does anyone care about the national? Sounds convention? like a sandbag. This one. It sounds like what well, doesn't matter if it's one out of four hundred. Did four hundred even get given out? Because were there four hundred people there? Was it just a like a flea mart? Yeah, could be. You never know. I'm gonna comfortably, but uncomfortably say that the Dennis Rodman vintage poster, eighteen ninety nine plus three ninety nine shipping. Okay. And I'm going to have to say, so about $22 for the vintage. Okay. Probably, I think the shipping of the first poster, the vintage, will make it beat out the modern. Mm. I think the modern is up there for $19.99. Okay, and then you so said... So difference of about three. And you said the produced free shipping and handling... Is going to make or break this one. I think it is. Cool. So you went vintage. I went vintage. Vintage. By three. Okay. So um, I will say the vintage Dennis Rodman do or die Nike poster, $130. (laughs) Why do you still have this poster? $130. Because I didn't know that. I Mm. didn't know that. That's still in pretty okay condition. And that's why I re-brought up on this show the time where I was at the Goodwill outlet and those boys said, I took all the good posters. You could have the rest. How much is it? $130. Interesting. So that was the vintage. So mm-hmm. are you uh, doubly sure of your yes. pick? I still think that the modern one's like 19 bucks. Cool. So the modern 2017 National Convention Dennis Rodman, one of 400, produced free shipping and handling, 40 bucks. Oh, we're fine. We got the point, baby. You got the point. You got the, you got the money all wrong, but the most important thing is you picked vintage, yep. and it was. Okay. And it was. So that puts me on the hot seat because I have already agreed to put my points up. Already agreed. I know. So we'll see what happens. So we shall see what happens here. Um, if I win this, it will be three episodes in a row that I've won. Well, Toddy said I won on my own show. So let's let's hope let's hope this this does something. Let's see what for happens. Mm-hmm. Right? We're talking about that special gift T-shirt. Yes. That beer open 
you know. The Austin t-shirt that came with the VHS. That came in the VHS vacuum sealed pack. Vacuum sealed to uh, all crunched up. Because you can sell the shirt. Do whatever you want. Got to wash it a few times. It's It's a size XL. They all came in size XL. Crinkly, crinkly, crinkly. (laughs) (laughs) This is where you edit. Crinkly, crinkly, crinkly over itself for five seconds in the middle of the act. Crinkly, crinkly, crinkly. (laughs) Do you like my weird voice stuff that I do? I don't know how I feel about it. (laughs) It's like the first time I heard it. It was in the first episode you did with DJ Lil, obviously. Yeah. I forget what you said, yeah. but it was weird. Yeah, so there is some weird voice changing yeah. stuff in the show Yeah, imagine now. being in your car at 9.30 at night just listening, and that's what happens. Imagine being stoned off your ass at 10 a.m. on a Saturday. And doing that for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and editing it. Fair enough. Yeah. So today I bring you a little t-shirt heat. A little okay. t-shirty heat. We talked about the t-shirt. Big weight on this question because I either get four points or no. Or you points. lose, and you're like, "Ha ha!" Oh, I did it to myself. Okay. Um, we also talked about celebrity death match. We did. I have a vintage 1996 single stitched oh. celebrity death match shirt featuring that picture of Steve Austin and the and the disembodied skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, so which one are you using as the vintage? That is vintage. That's vintage. Because it's single-stitched. Gotcha. The, and the Stone modern... Cold Steve Austin six-pack of Attitude t-shirt is double-stitched. So modern. With a modern Delta tag. But it's from 2000. Also, sure, but it's newer. Yeah. It's newer. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. you a little curveball. What, what are your thoughts? So the vintage, so vintage versus modern here is a vintage celebrity deathmatch single stitch t-shirt with Steve Austin on it versus the modern shirt that came with the Steve Austin VHS tapes which is keep in mind this is the only one that was I've ever seen on there yeah same but, I haven't seen either of these on there and I own some of the tapes and it comes in a box and it comes in a box you know it comes in like a Ziploc bag uh, a lot rides on this the question other one, celebrity death match so the celebrity, so this means nothing at all, but I'm just thinking out loud. So the celebrity deathmatch tape that I have, mm-hmm. it's sealed, and it's worth about twelve bucks, ten yep. bucks, twelve mm-hmm. bucks, something As like that. As it should be, probably. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, wow. 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 So the T-shirt, I'm gonna think is like. Gosh, we sell this stuff, and I never know. Because you could just put whatever price on it, and we see that. We yeah. see those prices that people just make up and put on that. I'm going to say the vintage Celebrity Deathmatch shirt, I'm going to say uh, $29.99. Um, the modern Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, this is the shirt by itself, correct? Yep. Disembodied from the vacuum seal. See, but that's still an Austin shirt, though. I think I went too cheap, but I think I'm still okay with it, because I think I'm 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 gonna say the modern Steve Austin from the VHS pack. I'm gonna say fifteen dollars, and I'm gonna say the vintage is twenty dollars. So in this game of vintage versus modern, I'm going to go vintage for the win or lose. So the modern Stone Cold Steve Austin six pack of Attitude shirt is 
really weird because it sold for $130. So both of our items that we have are worth the same amount of money. There is no way that Celebrity Deathmatch shirt is worth more than $130. There's no way. I'm wrong. The vintage 1997 Celebrity Deathmatch shirt, $174.99. I did it, but I was wrong still. (laughs) When you're wrong and you still do it? When you just do it. $174 for that Stone Cold. $130 for the Stone Cold. Yeah. $174 for the Celebrity Deathmatch. That's an expensive t-shirt either way. Yeah. I got the whole pack for 30 bucks. That's a good deal. Yeah. That is a good deal, dude. So you got the whole Austin VHS pack for less than the shirt goes by a fucking ton. Yeah. You should be proud of yourself. It's pretty cool. You bought, you got your Robin poster at the bins. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I did get my Robin. I take more pride in that than sure. mine. Yeah, but even so, I think we both Either way, it out. works out. Yeah. Either way, I lost. Yeah, you did lose. By um, a lot of points. Uh, so 4-0, to zero, which is the biggest deficit that we've seen in this modern era of thrifty before. Um, so that means I have won uh, three games in a row up into this point. So you got to think. You got to think. It's just making me sad. You got to think my time's coming soon where I just fall off the map here. Because I'm traditionally not great at the games we play, but in this new modern era of thrifty, it seems like that I'm that I'm okay at it. Um, so I win. So I guess the standings now read in the thrifty universe, Toddy 3-1, Lil 1-2, Shane 0-1. Thanks. So um, we're going to get you back soon so you could uh, improve. Redeem myself, hopefully. You could improve those. But what I'd like to do soon, well, I don't know if it's soon because of the pandemic. It's not good to get more people together than we already do. But I do want to do like a a big game where we're a all big in, game. Like we're all included in it. <laughs> so one of us is going to win and everybody else is going to get an L. Everyone gets an L. When everybody gets an L. So um, – I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, Commonwealth Press, CWPress.com. When you order 50 shirts, you get 12 shirts, 12 entire shirts for free. CWPress.com. Use the promo code THRIFTY or THRIFTY Podcast. Commonwealth Press, as uh, they are going, quote-unquote, they improve to yellow. So they're not um, open for company. But they are open for orders now, so you can order some shirts for yourself. Um, There are new Thrifty stickers on their way. I just spoke to uh, the folks at Commonwealth Press a few days ago. They're going to send a shipment through the mail. So if you're listening and at this point you'd like some Thrifty stickers, I'm going to take all precautions and everything like that to send those out to you. So if you just want some Thrifty stickers... Uh, leave a comment on the episode on Instagram or in the Discord or find a way to get in touch, and I will send you some purple, brand new purple. And we also send them with the Brick Body Kids stuff. And yes, that's true. We have them. So if you've if you've ordered or will order anything from the Brick Body Kids, which is Shane and I, you will get some thrifty stickers with that too. So um, yeah, check out uh, Brick Body Kids on Instagram. Check out Thrifty Podcast on Instagram. Um, also want to give a shout out to Steve Barris of Bluffs, bluffs.bandcamp.com, alternate reality, the theme to our show for many reasons, and also something you've never seen before. Something you've never seen at all. So there is two bluffs 
in each thrifty going forward. And you never know if we come up with more segments, it could be more bluffs. So how are you feeling about the uh, the unfortunate loss? Bring it up. Until next episode, I will. And for everybody else, get ready.